What is up everybody and welcome back to the Boiling Thoughts podcast. This is episode number 11, which is really amazing because 11 is my favorite number and my lucky number as well. So I hope this will turn out great. And without further ado, let's get into it and roll the intro. Hi, what's up? How are you? I hope you're having a lovely day. Today we have a packed episode ahead of us because we have a lot to talk about and also we have a guest coming on later, so get hyped about that. But first of all, I would like to start off this episode with our classic segment, which is Boiling Tad of the Day. Today's Boiling Tad of the Day is mine because... Guys, I have really exciting information. If you follow me on social media, you have probably noticed and know about it at this point. Right now, we have an official Boiling Thoughts Instagram filter that you can use for your Instagram stories. You can find it on my Instagram account, which is at the David Paris. It's free to use. Everyone can use it. It's very grainy, like vintage looking vibe. It looks really cool on pictures and videos. So if you use it on your Instagram stories, make sure to tag me and also the official Boiling Thoughts podcast Instagram account so I can like repost it. So yeah, make sure to check that out. It's amazing. And also, as I mentioned last time, do not forget to vote for the Boiling Thoughts podcast in the My Roadcast competition which is still going until July 7th, so you have a lot of time to vote. And you can find the link on my Twitter account, which is at David Paris with a W in the David. Now, I would like to get into today's guest that we have here on the podcast. It's a guest that we have already had here, and specifically on the first episode ever, and it's my great friend, Emily Sousa. Emily, welcome back. Introduce yourself again to the new people that might not know you. Hello. This is, it's so crazy being on this again because you're here for the first episode. And now we're here, what, what number episode is this? Is it? This is episode no? number 11. My lucky number. <gasps> so we're, we're on 11, the lucky number. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's really, it's really awesome to be back. Thank you for having me. My name is Emily. Some of you guys may know me. Um, I do a lot of stuff on Twitch, sometimes YouTube, but mainly Twitch at the moment. Um, I love to stream Animal Crossing, any sort of like family-friendly, comfy game. And I just, I really like putting out content that everybody could enjoy, family-friendly stuff, stuff that's just fun and a play I like to create a place where everybody can come and enjoy no matter who they are or or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we love that. Wait, how long has it been since you were here last time on the podcast? Since the first episode? I think that was in February. Yeah, it was either January, like end of January or early February, which is crazy. It's been like 4 months. It's so crazy. Like, this podcast has been so much fun, and you've kind of started it with me. Like, you are on the journey with me since, like, the day one, because you were on the episode, and you are the co-producer as well. And, like, you always help me with a lot of stuff, so that is amazing. And exactly as you said, you guys, Emily is a great streamer, a content creator, so please check her out, of course. All the links will be in bio. 
Not a bio, the description. But <laughs> I'm, this is the influencer talking. I was doing like this Instagram story for this new Fifine microphone that I'm actually recording on today, the other day. And it, it felt so weird because I was doing like a promotion story on Instagram for the first time. It felt so crazy. And I know that you have worked with some brands now as well. So do you want to tell us about that? Do you want to mention the brands maybe and tell us about your experience? Yeah, it's been really cool and it's something that I never thought I would ever do because a lot of the time, especially with smaller creators, they have the mindset of like, oh, like my audience is only this big. I'll never be able to work with these brands, but it's actually really cool what you can accomplish when you send an email or look into these companies because a lot of the time, if you reach out to them first, you do have a chance of uh, getting these collaborations and what's really cool is at the moment I'm working with the Udi, um, which they're really, really cool. They have these really comfortable, it's kind of like a wearable blanket, if that makes any sense. They're really comfortable and it's really cool because especially when I'm streaming and stuff, you want to be comfortable when you're streaming for long periods of time. And so I've been working with them and they sent me this really, really adorable um, uh, sweatshirt, blanket sweatshirt. It's called the Udi and it's pink. They let me pick out the color and the style and everything. So it was so great. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really amazing. And a lot of these brands, they're super, super nice to work with. So it's definitely an honor to be able to work with them. And it just goes to show that despite whatever size, if you think your platform's small, if you think it's big, you still have the opportunity to work with these brands. It's great. I was looking into the Udi's actually, and I was like, I need to get one for myself. But now that summer is coming, the weather here in Slovakia, it's been crazy, like 90 degrees every day. So I was like, maybe I'll get it like later this year maybe fall or like for christmas when the weather will be more acceptable because now like i don't want to put anything on like i could walk around shirtless if i could but i won't do that like the weather ha- here has been so crazy but i'm glad because it's summer you know what's the thing i'm always so excited for summer and then when it actually arrives i just complain about like the hot weather and it's just crazy and that's something i wanted to ask you about next what are your plans for summer 2021 are you going to be working are you going to be partying are you going to be con- creating content what is emily's 2021 summer going to look like that's like it's such an interesting question because for me i never really know what i'm gonna do in the summer i do i do have some things i've been doing this summer because i kind of took initiative and i was like i cannot lay in my bed in what you guys like to call my dungeon all summer because i like to close all all the shades of my room and i'm like i like it i just want it to be dark but i was like i'm gonna do something so i'm doing a play in like july august um it's peter peter pan and i'm doing that so that will hopefully give me something to do um and i was also thinking about this the other day my mom was like emily you would be a great person to work at the library in our town i was like are you calling me a library (laughs) so i i kind of want to work at the library because if you think about it it's kind of like dim lights it's very quiet in there and i feel like it would be something that i would be into i could just sit kind of in the dark in the quiet all day (laughs) which sounds really sad but that's like where i find peace so I could do that or I also wanted to get a job at Panera which sounds like a lot of fun I really love Panera that's so great and it's so funny because these two jobs you just mentioned they're like literally polar opposites like when you work at the library it's very as you said like chill and like 
your choir and then on the other hand if you would go and work at Panera you would be like with people constantly talking and having to like connect with them and the customers which I know from my own experience because last summer I have worked at this you know cafe that's also an ice cream shop and I might be coming back this year and I really do want to work this summer as well I feel like it's a great like opportunity to gain experience and I feel like any job is great for a student because you know you can make money and as I said like get the experience of actually working whatsoever I also want to travel this summer because you know the situation the pandemic it's getting better um it's more possible to travel now especially if you're vaccinated which I am I'm fully vaccinated at this point and I wanted to ask you Are you vaccinated or are you planning on getting vaccinated or is it going to like affect your summer in any way if you would like to mention something um, about this topic? I haven't gotten mine yet, but I do plan on getting it in the future. The only thing it really affects at the moment is I, I've always planned on wearing a mask even after I got vaccinated, but like obviously where I am, they, they uh, lifted it. So if you got in your full vaccine, you don't need to wear a mask. I mean, you can still wear one if you want. But um, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. So I do plan on getting it in the future. I just haven't had the chance to yet. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's the same thing. Here in Slovakia, you still have to wear masks even if you're vaccinated. But even if they lift it like they did in some specific areas in the US, I'm still planning on wearing mine, at least in like public transportation or where the, where is like a lot of people or like school. I don't know. I just kind of got used to it because of the health point of view in general. Like I haven't got sick in so long. Like I used to get like a flu during the fall season or even during spring. And like I haven't actually got sick in a very long time. And I feel like masks are the reason why. It's like you are just not protecting yourself from this specific virus that we have going on, but like any other diseases or viruses that can be spread through people. So as you said, like I'm definitely planning on wearing mine as well in the future too. So not lifting that, but thank God I'm vaccinated, like with my family staying safe, trying to keep them protected as well. And yeah, for me, like it allows me to go to my job with like a little more peace in my mind since I'll be working again with people as well as school. I am back to in-person school like you are. And it gives me like, you know, peace in my mind when I go to sleep. Like I am more safe. I am keeping my family safe. Like I meet up with my grandma and my grandpa a lot. So it just feels responsible. So yeah, thank you. So As we already mentioned, the last time you were here, it was February this year, the first ever episode. And I wanted to ask you what has changed and how has your life basically changed since February? Do you notice anything like dramatically changing any like life updates that you can share with us? Or have you experienced something that shaped you in a way like It's been only four months at this point, or maybe five months, but something can change in that time span. So if you want to share. Yeah, I think really at the moment, the only thing that changed was going back to in-person school was weird because it was like, oh, I'm seeing people again. And I guess that's really the only thing. I feel like more mature, if that makes any sense, because I feel like 
in the time that I was inside for the whole quarantine and COVID, I felt like it, it was just, it was just weird. And I didn't feel like I was, anything was happening. I wasn't learning anything new. And then I felt like the moment that I went back to in-person classes, I met so many people and I learned so many new things and things about myself. And I feel like once that happened, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I have different like eras of my life. So it like when I went back to in-person school, it was like this new, new sort of thing for me. And it was weird because I thought that I I was going to be like uncomfortable going back and stuff, but it actually, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was just seeing people again. And that's really the only thing. I feel like I just learned a lot of new things about myself and I met a lot of new people. I love that. I remember when you were already in person school and I was going to come back after like a long time. And I was a little anxious as well. And you were telling me how amazing it's going to be. And you were actually like hyping me up about it. And I was like, how can she be so excited about being back at school? Like I've never actually met someone being so happy now that they're back to school. Like I think it might have actually something to it now that we're going back after spending so much time home. I mean, I've been back at school since like May, I believe so. It's fine. It's like I can't complain, but also it's like not I don't know. It's it's normal. It's I feel like better than it was before, for sure, but not thanks to like the school or someone, but thanks to me because as you said, like during the quarantine, like I feel like I became more mature and more independent in a sense because you know, like you had to really work yourself and study yourself and just become more independent so I feel like it shaped us in like a good way and now that we are back we are like more prepared to do stuff and I don't know it's been fine I'm really happy with my results this year so it's good I have still one year ahead of me before college and I'm ex- I'm really excited for this one because all of the subjects that I'm going to have the next year since September are the ones that I chose for myself like my AP classes if I can put it that way my interests So I feel like it's going to be even better. I have really like high hopes in a sense. In like other words, I don't try to put high hopes in situations like this because then I get um, disappointed. But you know what I mean? It's like I am not like scared. I'm excited in a sense. Like you probably were when we went back in May. Or you might have went back already in April. I don't quite remember. Speaking of school, do you know what kind of um specific area you want to focus on in your future school-wise and education-wise if you want to go to college what do you want to study and essentially maybe do in your life I feel like this is like a super basic answer but I've always wanted to go into psychology which I feel like a lot I've heard like a lot of people be like I want to go into psychology but it's been something I've wanted to go into for a very long time because like a lot of people know it's something that I've like dealt with personally and it's like I want to go into like OCD special specialing I don't know what the correct term is but I want to specialize in that specifically and I definitely want to go to college for that and maybe do like a a minor in something like creative like video editing or graphic design I love that it's crazy because now that we actually have to choose like APs and these specified classes It's like really making big decisions that are going to impact our future. And it can be stressful as well. When you 
are planning on going to college actually are you planning on staying in the US or are you thinking of going abroad or maybe just like going to another state how are you planning on like living your college life do you really want to be like independent and go somewhere totally alone by yourself or maybe stay like a little closer to your family what is your take on this I plan on staying in the state I am, and if not this state, probably like somewhere in the East Coast. Um, I really want to go to a, to a school in Boston. Um, probably live on campus. I don't think I would be able to like drive all the way in there from my house. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to stay in Massachusetts, and if not in Massachusetts, somewhere in the East Coast. And um, I know that for some schools, a lot of them you have to live on campus like freshman and sophomore year and then you can like move to an apartment or an off-campus housing for the second half of college so I would probably opt for like the off-campus house housing whenever I can because with the street ticket stuff this is something I brought up once I was like what are my roommates gonna think if I want to stream they're gonna be like well, what is happening because you have to live with other people And I can't even imagine them trying to like study and I'm on my computer like, hi guys, today we're going to be playing Animal Crossing. They're going to be like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully I have some some cool roommates in college though. That, maybe they'll be streamers as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be, that would be incredible. I mean, for me, like I've discussed this many times, even on national television about my, um, about my college like future plans and it's just like sometimes having less options is better because right now I have so so many options like I can stay in my country but I also can go to like almost any country in the Europe and then I also can go to like a different continent and go study to the US and like I really try to think about this in the past few months with my family as well and it's really easier said than done because I know that a lot of people tell me that if I have that if I have the chance to go study abroad and study like in the US that I should take it because they regret not doing it. But I think that's so easily said because making the step from like studying basically at a school that is just a step away from your parents and being with your family your whole life and not knowing anything else and then making this huge step and moving across continents and living totally alone in a different country with a different culture and just not knowing it, it feels kind of intimidating. What I thought about doing is like staying studying in Europe and then go to US for an exchange program so I get like the best of both worlds. But it's really hard to make the decision. It's really, really hard. And like so many people have been still DMing me about the interview with Wendy asking me if I'm actually going to the US and I still don't have an answer for them. But I promise you when I have it, there's going to be like a podcast episode that is going to be like either yes or no yes i'm going no i'm not and an explanation so we will see we will see you also mentioned driving are you getting your driver's license now that you're 16 i am i have like the lessons booked for like the fall which is is the worst because technically if i went through all of like the classes and stuff i could have my license by november But because so many people are trying to get in with like COVID and stuff, because so many people can get their license during COVID, it's so backed up. So I plan on getting it. It's just, it's going to take a little while longer than I hope. But uh, this fall, I'll be beginning to drive a car. So stay off the roads. Oh, God. I'm scared. 
it's so different though like i don't understand can you like briefly explain how the driver's license process works in the u.s because i feel like it's so different there than here so like for the viewers not viewers listeners that are trying to like understand the difference can you try to explain really quickly like how it works to get your license in the u.s like what you need to do in order to like get it Yeah, I don't know, like, too much about it, which I feel like I should know more, but I know, like, briefly that you have to be 16 and a half. You, if you're 16 and a half and you have gone through all the training and you've, like, passed everything, then you're, you're allowed to drive, you can get your license then, but that, again, that's if you literally, like, planned your classes up to your half birthday when you're 16, but anytime, like, you're 16 and a half or older, You can have your license or you can do the training in between. So first you have to do like written tests and like classes, kind of like how you would like think of it, like school basically. You, you learn and then you take the written test. And then once you pass that, you can take, you like do the normal lessons. And then I don't know like how many you take. There's like a specific amount of hours and days you need to go. And then you take the actual driver's test. And I think after that, you can just get your license. I don't know like exactly, but I think briefly that's, there's like two steps to it. So it's not actually that different than here. What you have to do here in Slovakia, maybe that's like generalized in Europe, but what you have to do here is you have to take first 11 um, hour classes. There are like 11 classes that are hour long, one hour long around one hour no actually it's two hours it's actually two hours so like i believe it's approximately 22 hours of the theory like getting ready for the written tests and just like the pure basic theory then you do these um test drives with like an instructor and here you have to do 15 or 16 of them and they're usually about one to two hours long as well and after you do this you can go get like the test and go through like the testing um state of i don't know how to through the testing phase after you do all of this you can go through the testing phase which consists of taking like the written test first after you pass that you have to go to like a parking um i don't know how it's called like a parking park basically where you have different obstacles It's something like a parking lot, but it's designed specifically for driver license schools. And you have to like go through all of these obstacles and park in different kind of parking spots like parallel parking or like a garage parking. And after you pass this, you go to an actual street in a car with like the instructor and like the policeman or like the sheriff in your car, I believe so. And they will evaluate your riding driving skills and if you pass all of these three things in one day that's everything happening is in that everything i just mentioned happens in one day and if you pass all of these you get your driver's license but the thing is you have like only three you have only three um tries if you don't make it on the three tries like you didn't pass you have to start all over again and the thing that is like the biggest difference in europe or like slovakia versus us is the price here for the driver's license course and like all of these lessons and this testing phase you have to pay somewhere between 700 to 800 euros which equals to 700 to 800 dollars how much is it in the us i believe it's not even like 100 
Oh, no, no, no. I think it's up there for the U.S. Because I remember my mom saying something. She's like, this is expensive. I think it's expensive here as well. But I could be wrong. Really? I was talking with Teresh actually about this. And I believe she told me it's like below 100. But it might be like different in every state. Oh, really? Maybe I'm wrong then. I'm not, honestly, I don't know much about it. Like, I can't have my mom sign me up for everything. <laughs> and so have you already started this whole process? I haven't yet because they are so backed up here for some reason. I see. I mean, the driver license school here has been closed for like the past year because of the pandemic. And now they are back up. I started my like this whole process in September of 2020. It's June 2021 and I'm still not done. I am going to be finishing off in July. I'm having my testing phase in July. If I pass it on the first try, I believe I'm going to be already out in the streets this summer. Hi, in today's episode, I would like to mention the company named Fifine Technology. They have provided me with one of their brand new microphones for the podcast. I'm currently recording the whole audio on it and it sounds really crisp and amazing. So if you would like to check out their microphones, make sure to head to fifinemicrophone.com. I'm also working on a full review video about this microphone that will be up later this week on my YouTube channel, David Paris. So make sure to stay tuned for that because it will be amazing. And yeah, thank you again, Fifine, for providing me with your products. They are amazing. The microphone sounds great. So again, fifinemicrophone.com. And you can as well check out Fifine official stores on AliExpress and Amazon. Thank you, Fifine. The funny thing, like I learned a lot about driver's license for some reason. I don't know why. It's just fascinating to me. But I have noticed that you guys in the US don't really have a roundabout. Do you know what a roundabout is? I've I've heard of it. You heard of it? What? Oh my god. Like they're literally on every corner here in Slovakia. Like we don't have um an intersection. Yeah. Like we don't have those and we don't have a lot of traffic lights. We have roundabouts. They take care of this. Like you have four streets or four roads that are meeting in the middle and they are like connected by a roundabout. I can't believe you don't like have those like all over the US because they are so much more easy for drivers and safer and convenient, at least in my opinion. I know some drivers hate them, but I personally prefer them. I think I've heard, like, all I know is just whatever, like, my parents have the GPS on. Sometimes I'll hear it's like, go left at this like roundabout but like i don't hear it that often i i could I, i don't really know much about driving i feel like i should like know this stuff by now <laughs> wait do you know how it looks it's like when for example four roads meet it's like a circle and you go in like circles with the car and then you like leave on a specific road you want to go to i don't know oh god <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is mind-blowing to me. And I know this for a fact because a lot of Americans have told me that they are not familiar like with roundabouts. This is so crazy. I love this. <laughs> I feel like I've only heard of them in like Boston because that's like a city and I know that they would have that more often there. You know why I know about this? Because I probably mentioned to you that I had a teacher from Chicago that moved to Slovakia. And I think she was the one that told me that 
didn't know what to do on them. Like, she didn't have to retake the Slovakian test, but she was, like, driving, she probably rented a car, I don't know, and she was, like, going there, and she was like, what is this, why is the street going into a circle, and what am I supposed to do? Because there are certain rules, you can't just enter it, you have to enter it, like, specifically when the car is leaving, or not going to cross your entryway, either way you're going to crash if you don't follow these rules. So I can't imagine not knowing them, and not knowing the rules, and just randomly going into a country where they are, like, normal, and having to adjust to them. You have to Google how they look. It's so easy. Like, I'm going to explain it to you. So, there are only two rules. The first rule is that when you are getting in, like, inside the circle, you have to wait so no car is going to intersect your, like, way of entering, like, the road, and you don't use the blinkers. And when you get in and you're going to exit, that's when you have the privilege to leave first and others have to wait, and then you use blinkers. It's very easy. I don't know. This is so much fun. Like this is going to be this is going to end up on like a drivers for you page on podcast. I don't know. This is this is something. Also mentioning for you page TikTok. Recently I have become more obsessed than I've been before. Do you do you like notice how many TikToks I post? Like I became a little too attached. How is your relationship with TikTok? Do you post on the app? Do you spend a lot of time there? How does it impact your life, your maybe even mental health? Because I know many people have like a bad experience with it. So if you want to open up about TikTok and maybe social media in general, you can mention it right now. Also, this is a huge jump from roundabouts to social media, but I love it. Let's go. Um, I feel like I post on TikTok like once a month, honestly, because I want to post more. But weirdly enough, me being somebody who's like an internet person, I hate like recording myself. So I'm like, I don't know. And then I never have ideas for what I want to post on TikTok. And I feel like I'm like so out of the loop on so many things. I'm like, I never know what to post. And um, I like TikTok. I just don't like how specific my feed is sometimes. I'll be thinking something and then I'll open the app and then it will be like my exact thought in somebody's video and i'm like yo where are you coming from like did you like scan my brain before i open the app <laughs> but it, it's definitely cool i think what's cool about tiktok is the algorithm there because it's i've never seen like a social media algorithm the same as tiktok so it's very very interesting i don't know why but recently i just started loving the app so much and i've had so many creative like ideas for this tiktok videos and for some weird reasons like a lot of my tiktoks went kind of viral on like the for you pages like one of my recent ones have around eighty thousand views the next one has like fifty-five thousand. i'm like how did this happen like it wasn't meant for so many people. It was meant for, like, the few folks I'm friends with on the internet. But I guess go off. I mean, I can be the next Davidson Ray. I can be friends with the Demalio twins. I hope I said the name right. I apologize. You know, like, I'm open to new career paths. Like, I'm not complaining. You probably know this as someone that creates content on the internet. Like, if you put so much or, like, too much on your plate... It can get a little overwhelming, like, you know, a YouTube channel, 
Twitch streams, a podcast, then like keeping a social media feed on like an Instagram, then TikTok. Oh, Instagram, another thing. I've been trying to like step up my game and be like professional and go with like really nice pictures. Oh God, a lot of time spent there as well. But what I'm trying to say is that sometimes it feels like feels like a lot, even though it's something I do voluntarily, like out of joy. It feels like a lot. And I don't know, I never feel bad for not like posting something for a longer time because I like 100% know people understand why even like the viewers on Twitch like I've noticed that they are not like able to tune in every single stream because of school family and sometimes they like apologize and I'm like it's totally fine it's totally fine please don't worry about it like I experienced the same thing it's okay please don't ever apologize I'm so glad you can be like back here and yeah it can get overwhelming at a time also it's going to be my one year stream anniversary in a week actually in like a week a few and a week and a few days so i need to start planning like a big stream so emily i think this is it i've had a lovely conversation thank you so much for joining me on today's episode i hope you enjoyed it as well everyone make sure to check out emily susa on her social media I will put all the links in the description if you're watching the YouTube video. If not, Emily, you can share your social media handles with us right now. Thank you. Yeah, um, my name, Twitter, it's Emily Sousa, extra A, so it's Sousa AA. Um, <laughs> Instagram, it's Emily.Sousa, then there's an underscore. Twitch, it's Emily Sousa, first and last name. So yeah, <laughs> thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thank you again. I love this. I learned a lot about the road system in the US. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to do this maybe again in another five months and see what has changed and what's new. And this is it for today's 11th episode of the Boiling Tots podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and for listening. I appreciate you so much. I hope you had a lovely time and enjoyed this. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave me a review either here on Apple Podcasts or in the YouTube comments. I always love to read them. So thank you so much. Also, make sure to check out the official Boiling Tots podcast Instagram account. And thank you again for listening. I hope you will have a lovely rest of your day. And bye, I am signing off. See you later, alligator.